You got to challenge your own bias. You got to regroup, recharge, reflect to see if you even have the capacity to come from a place of empathy, because it's not easy being a leader because it's a serving role, right? On the other side of serving is those challenges and those growths that help you and your team get to where you need to be. You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a B2B podcast that brings you the juiciest insights from go-to-market leaders and practitioners. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Sunny Side Up podcast. I'm your host, Jason Goldenberg. And today I'm super excited to speak with Jay Suggs on how business leadership has shifted from managing to actual leadership over the past decade. Jermaine J. Suggs serves as the Senior Director of New Business Development for Strategic Accounts and is the former Global Director of Diversity and Inclusion for Johnson Controls. In his DNI role, Jay worked in partnership with the corporate diversity and inclusions team to build and deploy enterprise DNI initiatives within the organization, such as unconscious bias training, talent acquisition, and career development programs for a global team of 100,000 experts in more than 150 countries and over 135 years of innovation. His impact in this role was worldwide. Jay's personal mantra for life is be relentless in all that you do, and you will always increase your odds to win. His humble beginnings in Newark, New Jersey, and his rise within the Johnson Controls Fortune 100 company provide a true example that you can dare to dream big and conquer your goals. Jay, I'm really excited to talk to you. Welcome to the show. My man, Jason. Thank you for having me, my friend. Absolutely. So super excited topic that we'll be discussing, right? So the concept of business leadership changing dramatically from what we once think of as a manager and managing to actual leadership. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited to to talk on this, but before we get started, what are you up to at Johnson Controls in general these days? Well, that's a loaded question, Jason. (laughs) You know, I, I am unapologetically passionate about making the culture better and stronger here at Johnson Controls. And when I think about what I'm up to, I'm just trying to impact where I can. Uh, currently, I'm the director of business development for our strategic accounts, and my team has the the esteemed pleasure of what I like to call making magic, cultivating new opportunities and, and new clients, uh, which I love. But at the same time, I'm an inclusive leader. Uh, it's in my DNA. Uh, and it's interesting, we, this conversation is about leadership. And if you're not an inclusive leader in this climate of business, you're not an effective leader. Uh, when we think about inclusivity, what I'm thinking about is the diversification of your team. And I'm not talking about gender or ethnicity or what you identify as, but I'm talking about a plethora of superpowers based on your background or your experiences. I am living proof that the more diverse your team is, the stronger chances that you'll have at hitting your targets because you never have one singular narrative or platform to get there. So what are we up to? We're, we're, we're making magic. We have an amazing trajectory and direction in regards to our digital platform and, and our new platform solutions, Open Blue. It's an exciting time to be here at Johnson Controls. Uh, the culture is about faltering a stronger understanding and embracing everyone's uniqueness and creativity and je ne sais quoi and individuality. So, I, I'm impacted where I can, Jason. I, I know I said a whole lot, but that's what I'm I doing. love it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So with that, what was business and selling like 
when you started your career? Oh, wow. Now I'm showing my age, four days before 50, by the way. Um, back, back in the day, as we say, uh, let, let's talk about a couple of components, right? Back in the day in selling, selling, it was true prospecting. I remember my first day on a sales position I had where I was selling, uh, I was a reseller of a telephone system. <laughs> and I remember sitting at my desk my first day and this gentleman named Bill McNish, I, I went up to him, I said, hey, how do, how do I get leads? <laughs> how do I get business? And he was like, wait right there. And he came back and he, he brought back a big telephone book and he slammed it on my desk. He said, that's your Bible. So back in my day, you had to look through a phone book and you had to do real actual uh, intel and, re and recognizance and understanding who the players were and the, and the parties that you needed to bring together in order to have a discovery call and even to have a conversation to see if there was interest. Way before the worldwide net, I, I would say fast forward, what has changed is that everything is at your disposal in, in regards to visibility of certain clients, the range of the revenue that they bring in, uh, certain type of press release related to what they're doing, the latest and greatest. Same approach, but you have so much more information. In my day, it was really about connectivity and establishing that rapport. And there wasn't a lot of our variety. It was either there was a love, love match or there wasn't. Now with so much, you have, it's like a buffet and you have all this variety and you have to become disciplined and focused. And I'd like to call it smart calling, not cold calling, where you actually know exactly who you're trying to approach based on what you see online, what matters to them and what is happening in their organization. And you have to find that alignment. So that's the difference. Okay. You have more now, but you have to have more focus when you put together your strategy. Agreed. And when getting started, what was your perception of leadership like? So back in my day, leadership was this mystical, majestic, mystical individual in a corner office with the door closed. Ooh, right? Uh, when you heard from this individual, there's only a few things. What have you sold lately? What are you going to do this month? And what's in the pipeline for next month? And the door was closed. <laughs> and you would, and you, you only notice on the Friday meetings that this individual will have with you. There, there, there was no engagement on a I wouldn't say personal level, but there wasn't an engagement about your business on a personal level. It was more like everything was high level, right? Today, you have to lead a totally different way. That individual and that profile I just explained is a manager. Now, in this climate, you got to lead. You got to start with kindness. You got to lead with empathy. You really got to know your people. You got to know their superpowers. You got to know what their room of opportunity to grow is. You got to understand what their approaches are, what's their sweet spot, what makes them them, what motivates them. Because back in my day, the, the only motivation we knew or we thought was just money, right? This person is motivated by money. That's why they're in sales. Well, that can't be farther from the truth right now. Now, money is the byproduct of other things. So in other words, I'm not driven by money. However, money helps me do things 
outside of what I do. What I mean by that is I can donate to nonprofits I believe in, right? I can believe I can I can add resources to charities that is near and dear to my heart. So now we cannot assume what lights the fire under a sales professional. And that takes a series of engaging questions and time and duration to understand that individual and what makes them tick. So you have to lead. I always say the day of the manager is dead. You have to lead in this class. Yep. No, that makes makes perfect sense. And uh, curious to hear your perspective on why that shift happened and why it's necessary to lead differently. Well, there's a lot of things. Let's let's just talk about the past three years first, and then and then I'll talk about it in its totality. Um, the past three years have been unforeseen. No one could expect that this pandemic to hit us the way it did. And on top of that, there was a lot of social injustices happening at the same time. Individuals who were parents had to become these quasi teachers because school was was remote. Uh, Mental health was being challenged. I always say that the pandemic reintroduced us to who we were and showed us how strong we were. But at the same time, if you were into the grind mode, it was like a gut punch to you. If you was used to get up and go and being so busy and multitasking and doing a hundred things, it literally stopped you in your tracks, right? So let's talk about the old profile of someone going to work. They go to work, they punch in, they punch out, they do their job, they leave, right? Now you have all these external challenges that seep into the psyche of that individual that comes to work to perform. And us as leaders have to make sure if they're okay, right? When I start my one-on-ones, I make it very simple. I say, how are you doing? Because there's a direct correlation between how someone is doing and how business is going, always. Now, here's the hard part though, Jason. As leaders, you got to look inward and within yourself, which is not easy. You got to challenge your own bias. You got to regroup, recharge, reflect to see if you even have the capacity to come from a place of empathy, because it's not easy being a leader because it's a serving role, right? You, it, on the other side of serving is those challenges and those growths that help you and your team get to where you need to be. So I think the shift currently happened because employees, our greatest assets, were challenged in so many ways and f- from so many different directions. We literally had to ask these people, are you okay? Literally. Now, let's talk about it in its entirety. Why has it changed? Because the face of the customer has changed. The face of the client has changed. The missions and visions of organizations we work with has changed. I think organizations now, they want to work with a a partner with a purpose. Are our goals aligned with what's important to you, like your people, as is important to us and our people? So I think Clients and customers and business alone shifted. So we had to shift. It was no longer about what can I sell you? It was about do you have a solution that could be the catalyst to take us into a new direction? I don't like the term sales professional because I believe all sales professionals are advisors and consultants. Because if you're not consulting and advising, you're just transactional. And the difference between being transactional and consulting is a big difference. Transactional is reactionary. Consulting is you're a trusted advisor and you're a part of the process and you're always in the know. Agreed. So 
on that, what do you believe if you had to boil it down to a few attributes or characteristics that make a good leader today? What, what would those be? Uh, number one is humility. Number one is humility. Uh, I, I, I wish I could tell you the guy that stands before you started off this way, but I did not. <laughs> I, I was very humbled at a very uh, early, uh, early stage in, in, in my leadership career. You have to meet people where they are. And you got to realize that not everyone is cut from the same cloth. And you have to challenge yourself as well. You got to ask yourself the hard questions. Is this decision I'm making or this opinion of, of, of this situation or the individual or this program or this potential customer, is it my own internal bias or is it for the betterment of the organization and what we're trying to provide? Uh, another thing besides humility is uh, serve. There's going to be times where it, there's going to be always times it's not about you. It is about the individuals that are going to model the behavior that you exhibit. You got to be the broker of hope for your team, even when you feel hopeless, because they feed off of your energy. So I would say humility, serving, and you, this is going to sound strange, but maybe not to you, Jason. You got to operate at a higher level of emotional intelligence. What I mean is not all the time you have, you have to assess, you have to evaluate. And sometimes you, and, and, and many times, not even react. You got to think about it before, before you hit that send button or before you set up that call. You got to think about all sides, right? You got to think about the, you got to think about the state of mind of the individual that's on your team what's best for the customer, whatever that scenario is. And you really got to dig deep and say, okay, how can I find a common ground between all those dynamics where everyone walks away, not feeling cheated, but they felt hurt. It does. I love that. Those are, those are all great. Um, what makes you so passionate about your craft? Oh, wow. Got some good questions, Jason. Listen, I always say sales saved my life. And this is why I say this. I'm a creative type. You know, I had I had visions and dreams of being an actor. Never happened. I wanted to be Denzel Washington. That didn't happen, right? Sales is the only profession where your creative outlet can be expressed in a way that can pay you dividends. So, for example, you love people, you love talking. Sales is where it goes. You love to be creative and create projects and, and initiatives that can drive and push momentum. Sales is where it's at. Here's a more important thing. If you're the underdog and you like to conquer and you like to achieve and you want to all those naysayers in your life that told you you wouldn't be anything or you wouldn't amount to anything. Sales is where you could prove all of them wrong. Sales is synonymous with life. Right. So. In life, you have accomplishments. In life, you have adversity, right? And in life, you have achievements, just like sales. I always, when I'm interviewing individuals and, you know, they, they have the nice, pretty stock paper or their resume and it's nice and pretty, I always say, okay, so tell me a story. Tell me about the hardest time in your life where you didn't think you would see it to the other side, but you got through it. That's what sales is. Sales is the ultimate catalyst for that go-getter. In my opinion. I love that. No, it's it's all great. Um, and a great reason to be passionate, right? I'm I'm in the same boat. 
Um, so I think we've got some great intel for our listeners. Good opportunity to break and talk a bit about content that has driven you and propelled you forward. What about some good reads? Is there a book, blog, newsletter, a website, or videos that you would recommend to our listeners? Oh, absolutely. One of the favorite books, and, and this is just for uh, a lot of a lot of leaders out there, a book by Jeff Blunt called uh, People Follow You. Um, that book changed my life in regards to my leadership approach. Uh, there's also another book for sellers out there called Gap Selling by uh, Keenan. Uh, he's also on LinkedIn. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing book in regards to the intricacies of sales and how to decode and how to come at a human level uh, to get to the basis of what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, another book uh, that I love is a book called The Go-Giver. Um, I love The Go-Giver. Uh, oh, okay. So it's by John David Mann and uh, I want to, Bob Berg, I believe. That, in its essence, is serving. Sales, what, you know, I used to be the A-type sales professional selfish, egotistical. It's all about me, right? And then the shift happened when when I thought I was so great and then I didn't have such a great year. And I had to look inward because I was blaming everybody. It was the company. It was the product. It was delivery. And then I looked within and I realized on the other side of sales is service. So stop looking at your customers of someone that could give you something and think about how you could serve. So the gold giver is is in my opinion one of the best books in, that an attribute that you can use. I've not, I've and not met somebody who, who knows the Go Giver besides the person who recommended the book to me. So that is awesome. I love that. I'm glad you're bringing it up. It's one of my favorites. How about some good people that could join the podcast? Maybe three folks in B two B, whether at JCI or not at JCI, that you'd recommend we bring to the show. Oh wow. Uh, Let's talk about uh, Ronnell Richards from Business and Bourbon. Um, he just wrote a book that I just got, uh, Shut the Hell Up and Sell. Definitely, I call, I call him Double R, so reach out to Double R. Kenan, who I mentioned from Gap Selling, you definitely want to have him on. Um, and uh, I like Matt Rogers. He was an American Idol contestant back in the day, but now he works for a... Uh, I want to say a, a payroll software company. And he also, he's, he's like a, a sports announcer. But Matt Rogers, I, I would say these are the three individuals. I, you definitely want to have them on your show. Very nice. And how can people get in touch with you after the podcast? Oh, you can reach me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, the success, the success experience. Um, also, the success uh, JSUG's YouTube channel. And uh, those are ways you can reach me. I'm also on TikTok. I am Jay Suggs. <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, Jay, I really enjoyed having you on the podcast. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, Jason, thank you. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is smarter GTM for B2B brands to help marketing and sales teams spot the juiciest opportunities earlier and progress them faster. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demand Based TV. 